Good afternoon, everyone. It's about 12.56 on Tuesday, and we are looking at May 26, 2020. Uh, this is our first episode on this channel, and we're going to be talking about fear today. The title of my sermon, our message is going to be Faith Over Fear, is how do we use our faith to overcome fear? We hear it all the time faith over fear have faith just have faith don't have fear but what does that mean and how do we even start to battle the fears that we have our scripture today if you're going to be following along in the bible it's going to be psalms 118 4 through 17 i'm going to be reading now the king james version if you have a different version then that's totally fine so verse 4 in 118 says, Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. I call upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord and to put confidence in princes. All nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about, yea, they compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about like bees, they are quenched as the fire of thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song and is my salvation. The voice of rejoicing of salvation, it is in the tabernacles of the righteousness. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. As I said before, the title today is Faith Over Fear. Um, we're going to say a quick prayer and I will get started. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this time that we have together. I pray that you bless the listeners, everybody that hears this message, touch their lives. If they're dealing with fear and they're having trouble with their faith, as we all do from time to time, I ask you to lead them in the right direction, give them boldness to conquer their fears and to walk through the doors that you open for them. And we pray this in your precious name. Amen. So the psalm we're reading from was from the great King David. He's giving God thanks, basically, for his mercy. The whole uh, scripture screams thanksgiving. His goodness, he's thanking God for his goodness, his faithfulness. David was singing praises about all the times God was in the midst of his problem, his dilemma. David was exalting God and remembering that with God at his side, there's no reason to fear. His enemies would be defeated. Uh, any problem he faced would be solved. No matter how close off he felt or encompassed he felt due to the circumstances that were surrounding him, God would deliver him from it. In fact, he stated that God would set him in a large place. And to me, that's talking about an unconfined space, a non-constricting place, a place of rest, away from turmoil and his tormentors. So David's story should encourage everyone here today to cast out any fear that you may have in your life. There is one reason to fear what's happening now or what's going on in the future, um, and that is that there is no reason. If there's any reason, there's no reason. 
because God's in control. He knows where we are. He knows how many hairs are on our head. It doesn't matter what Gavin Newsom is doing or any other politician is doing during this coronavirus time that's going on. And it doesn't matter what they're planning because God can change the circumstances anytime he wants. He places people in power and takes them out of power. He knows the beginning from the end. And as we as children of God have nothing to fear. As David said, it is better to trust in the Lord and to put confidence in man. And we, I'm going to say we, he said I, but I'm going to say we, we shall not die, but live. Why? Because we need to declare the works of the Lord. We have a job to do, and God intends on raising up his church in this last hour. And he intends on using anyone who is willing to allow him to use it to accomplish his goal and his mission for our lives. The Bible tells us 366 times, one for each day, including leap year. I find that very interesting, uh, to fear not. Sec- just some examples are Second Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear. Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Isaiah 1.9, Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whither so thou goest. Deuteronomy 31.6, Be strong and of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. However, with all this scripture that we have in the Bible, 366 times it tells us to fear not. Fear is still one of the biggest pitfalls of Christians and people around the world. It's one of the enemy's greatest weapons that he uses against us. The great man David was just not, he was just one of the many amazing stories of incredible faith over fear in the Bible. Uh, Let's look at some of the things that he did. He fought a bear, a lion, and a giant. His faith in God's power helped him overcome any fear he might have felt. David knew that the power, any power that he had over fear was because he was walking with God. God was in his life to help him overcome that fear. We also have great stories like Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Gideon, and Esther, All of these are incredible examples of faith in action. From Abraham following God to an unknown land to test him and to test him with his son Isaac. Moses facing Pharaoh to Esther facing the king with the threat of death to help save her people. These were all great victories of faith over fear. There were many major defeats for the enemy and incredible victories for God and his people. Their victories, however, would not have been accomplished if all of these great people did not overcome fear. God had called them to a mighty work, and even though they were upstanding men and women of faith, they were still human. And that means that there was probably some level of fear and hesitancy, even though in the Bible, for these examples, it doesn't quite say it for all of them that they were feeling fear but you can imagine what they might have been feeling facing some of the obstacles that they had in front of them there might have been some here fear you know they're human after all just like we are Uh, so but the fact is is that they didn't let that fear overcome them they pushed through that fear they let their faith in god help them lead them 
and empower them to push through whatever fear it was that they may have had. For example, David had to have felt some fear because for a short period of time, actually it was quite a long time, he ran from his from Saul for his life. Saul was trying to kill him. He was jealous of David and he was trying to do anything he could to find him and kill him because of his jealousy. Abraham lied out of fear for his life and he called his wife his sister. Uh, Moses made up tons of excuses why he couldn't approach Pharaoh. He said, I'm not good enough. I don't have all the answers. People won't believe me. I'm a horrible speaker. It kind of sounds like us sometimes when God calls us to do something. I know that I've been through some periods of time in my life where man God asked me to do something and there was a little bit of fear or hesitancy but I had to push through that fear uh, one of those was when God called me to minister in prisons um, I prayed I said God I don't want to feel any fear I don't want to feel any hesitancy and because I felt that dwelling up inside me and believe it or not when I walked in that prison for the first time I was hesitant I was a little fearful but an interesting thing happened is when that gate closed behind me, that iron gate, I felt no fear. It was interesting how I felt fear and anxiety up until the point where I was in the prison and then that gate closed behind me and I was locked inside the prison and I was walking towards the class that I would be teaching. I had no fear. And so, it, you know, it just goes to show you that if you ask God to help you overcome your fears, he will be there. He will be there to help you overcome them. Gideon was constantly asking God to reassure him and prove to himself before warring with the Midianites. He was scared of the Midianites and because of their big imposing army. And it was funny because God kept dwindling Gideon's army down to um, really small minuscule numbers but what Gideon was forgetting was that God was with him and that God can do anything it doesn't matter the size of your obstacle or the giant that you're facing God's power can overcome anything that you may be facing in your life and if we look at Esther Esther had to fear some she had to have some amount of fear uh, and I don't know, I don't think the Bible actually says she was fearful, but she was actually approaching the king to help save her people. And the king was her husband. And at that time, even if you were the queen, you could not approach the king without prior arrangements, without making an appointment, so to speak, even if you were the wife of the king. So she was risking death, even approaching him to encourage him to help save her people but she overcame that fear and she used God's power to help her overcome that now imagine how different our Bible would be if these men and women of God did not overcome the hesitation the fear the anxiety that could have easily overtaken them they were human like us and they were susceptible to the same emotions as we are there's no doubt in my mind if they would not have overcome their fear God would have used someone else to accomplish his will. He would have had different we would have had different names, different people, but not different outcomes. Because if I know one thing about God, he uses people who are available. If you are too busy, he will just use someone else because his will will be accomplished. So if you want to accomplish God's will and he has called you to do something, 
B, I want you to think about this. If God is calling you to do something, He has already prepared you to do it. But He's going to require you to take a step of faith. A lot of the things He asks us to do are uncomfortable. They push us outside of our bubble, so to speak, our safety net. So we want to push through that. And God will always require a step of faith because that's why we follow Him. We don't follow Him by feelings or any other, or emotion even. We follow by faith. And we trust in His Word and trust that He is who He says He is. Now, I don't know about you, but I... I want to be used of God. I don't want him to pass me by for someone else because I let fear get the best of me. I want to always make sure that I'm ready to heed the call and push through any fear that may be holding me back. I want to always let my faith take place of my fear and place my trust in God, no matter what the cost. I don't want to wake up one day in a sea of regret, wishing I hadn't left. Let fear keep me from the deepest things of God, keeping me from His calling and His will for my life. We all have moments of fear. I just want to say this. It's natural. None of us are impervious to fear. But the question that we need to ask ourselves is, are our fears overcoming us? Are they overcoming us or are we overcoming them? Are we allowing our fears to take us away from God's will for our life or do what he asks us to do? Are our fears causing us to lose faith? Are they dictating how we live our lives? Here is a big one. Are our fears preventing us, especially if you're a Christian, from witnessing to lost souls? Because this is the time now, this is the moment for revival. People are searching now more than ever for answers. If we truly believe that we have the truth, then we have, and we've been saved, then there should be a burden to seek lost souls. And if you are a lost soul out there, I want to tell you that there is hope. There is hope in Christ. There is hope in the church. There is hope in His Word. So if you are away from God, and you feel like you are bogged down by fear. You're bogged down by anxiety, depression. Don't let that get the best of you. Turn to Him. Turn to the people of God. Go to church. Turn to His Word. Turn to prayer. It works. It will drive you out of your rut that you're in. Especially if it's one that's driving you to fear things around you. Or fear things that are happening. Because we can't let fear get in the way the fear of rejection, fear of ridicule, fear of someone getting upset. We can't let those things keep us from the will of God, to keep us from witnessing to people, to keep us from coming to God. So whether you are a child of God now or whether you're not, coming to Him, drawing yourself closer to Him is always a good way to re-examine our faith and to re-examine where we are with Him. Amen. So Christians have to make sure that we are not letting the enemy creep in and plant his seeds of doubt and shame and condemnation and fear. If you are a Christian, uh, these things have a purpose. They're to steal your joy and to rob your faith. The devil knows that if he can consume you with fear, then he can and will render your faith powerless. The enemy knows that your fear can overtake your faith. And this makes you unpleasing to God. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. 
for he that cometh to God must believe it that he is. In other words, you can't please God with fear in your heart because fear is in direct enmity with your faith. That means it's in war with your faith. Fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is the opposite of believing that God is who he says he is and when he says in his word and what he says in his word is true. The truth is is that fear stagnates spiritual growth and it shuts the doors that God intends for you to walk through with power, conviction, and boldness. It takes away our power, conviction, and boldness. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and a sound mind. So the next time you feel fear, ask him for more power. Ask him for a sound mind. If you need more, he will give it to you. It is his intention for all of us to be overcomers. In fact, the Bible says that we are more than overcomers. We are born again into the church. We are born again into his family. We were born again to overcome, to conquer. Now, we've talked about how fear is negative, but not all fear is negative. Babies are born with a fear of loud noises and falling. Fear is a natural thing, and most of the time it helps us avoid threatening danger. Fear manifests itself in three modes, reverential fear, constitutional fear, and carnal fear. Reverential is the healthy fear. That's the fear of God and His commandments. It's the respect for who He is and what His Word says we should be and the power of His character. God is omnipresent. He's omnipotent and He's omniscient. That means He's everywhere all the time. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's the Almighty God and nothing, anything or anyone can compare to Him. Without Him, we are nothing. This realization is reverential fear. And in humility, it encourages us to respect the power he has in our life. And most importantly, the powerlessness that we have without him. We need this fear to live an empowered, spiritual, victorious life. Constitutional fear is also a natural fear. This is not a bad fear. It, it, it's... The fear that keeps us from harm, hot stoves, dangerous animals, walking too close to a cliff, etc. This fear is what helps us preserve our life, safety, and overall well-being. It is natural. It is a nurturing and nature and nurture fear. So our environment and our nature help with this fear. Certain experiences that we go through in life help keep us safe and this is a good fear this is not a bad fear carnal fear however is of the devil this is directly related to a fear that renders you and your faith useless what's the devil's goal what is our enemy's goal it is to make you less effective spiritually even socially this fear is a faith stealer. It's the fear of dying, the fear of love, a loved one getting sick or diseased, the fear of destruction, threat of war, fear of losing all your money, fear of people, fear of being without food and water. These fears are meant to create anxiety, depression, and even suicidal thoughts. This type of fear is a direct result of an unbelief and a lack of faith in God's ability to be our caregiver, provider, and our protector. I'll say that again. It's, it's a lack of belief that God 
It has the ability to be our caregiver, provider, and protector. And some people cannot overcome carnal fear unless they have God's help. There's only... um, Counseling is a good thing, but it can only take you so far because some fear, in fact, a lot of it is spiritual. We need a spiritual leader. We need spiritual guidance when it comes to some fears that we deal with. So I would never put down counseling. I think that's definitely a positive thing, but it can only take you so far. Counseling cannot touch the spirit. It can help you with your your mind, your your body, your soul, uh, only to a certain extent. There's a spiritual component to us that nobody can touch besides a supernatural touch from God. So when this type of fear happens, the fears turn into phobias. It is a fear that reaches past the normal scope of common sense. It steps into the realm of false evidence appearing real. That's the acronym for fear. If you look, false evidence appearing real. Most of what we fear is presenting itself to us in an illusionary form. We perceive it to be real and accept it as reality, when in reality it is an illusion. Our fear is at the point where it has overcome us. It is controlling us. As we venture through life's experiences, good and bad, phobias such as arachnophobia, claustrophobia, etc. can develop. These fears usually stem from traumatic moments and can be mentally created by the individual. Phobias, I'm not going to say that they're not real. They're definitely real. Phobias are very real to the people they are affecting. And most of the time, they dictate how they live their life. They dictate how they interact with the world around them. To a certain extent, these phobias control their life. So the million dollar question is, how do we overcome our fears? It is easier said than done sometimes, but it requires us to change the way we see our fear. So we need to change the way we our, we need to change our perception of what the fear is. C.S. Lewis said that gratitude looks to the past and love to the present, but fear, avarice, lust, and ambition look ahead. In other words, fear will always encourage us to look ahead and question. When we are focused on what's ahead, we forget the blessings that we had and the ones we currently have. What might happen if simply that what if phrase can cause anxiety, depression, even thoughts of dread. This phrase makes us lose focus on God's past and his current provision and his current blessings. So number one, we must think as David did in our scripture. We must show gratitude for what God has done in our past and love him for what he is doing in the present and what he has done in the past. Staying in the present mindset prevents us from dwelling too much on the future, which can lead to worry, anxiety, and fear. The number one thing elderly people say when they ask, we ask them, what is your number one regret? And they say overwhelmingly all the time that their number one regret is the time they wasted on all the things they didn't do because they were fearful. So we must change our mindset when it comes to our fears. We must be thankful for what we have now and what we had 
and what God has provided for us and the blessings that he's giving us. Number two, we have to learn to decipher which voices to listen to in our head. All of these great heroes of faith we mentioned earlier ignored the voice of fear in their head and decided to focus on the voice of reason, power, and clarity. Everything the enemy will tell you will revolve around fear. His voice will always instill fear in our life and contradict what God tells us he wants us to do. So if God is encouraging you, then the devil, his voice is going to be discouraging. If God is um, praising you and congratulating you, the devil will be condemning you and making fun of you and telling you that you're not worth it and you're not worthy and that you're stupid. Or, And I know we've heard these. I've heard them in my own head. We really got to watch the words that we tell our kids because the most powerful things about words are when we say something like, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. And I've heard it before. We end up using those same words against ourselves. So the people that perpetrated those and used those negatively against us, we will take those words and we will use them ourselves to where the people that actually said them will never have to use them anymore because we will end up using them against ourselves. And I've done it before. I've called myself stupid when I've done something that I thought wasn't the right thing. So the voices in our head are a big deal because these voices, we need to start listening to the positive voices that are in our head, not the negative ones. And the way that I like to think of it is anything that comes in my head that's negative, that's I hear trying to put me down, or it doesn't sound positive, I equate that to the enemy. I equate that to the devil and his agenda to try to put me down and still fear my life or whatever it is or make me feel unworthy or stupid or whatever word you or whatever negative thing you want to call it that to me is straight from the enemy now anything positive is going to be from god if it's encouraging if it's loving if it's built to um, prop you up and not break you down then that's going to be from god so start to decipher those voices in your head. And the more that you do that, the less and less you will start to fear things. You know? So John, 1 John 4.18 tells us that there is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. Listen to that. Fear hath torment. So if you're in love with someone, let's say you're, you have your wife and you're always fearing that bad things are going to happen to her, that you know, maybe your marriage is going to end or whatever it is, then your fear is not made perfect in love because the end of that verse says that he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So if you feel that way, if you have fearful things, especially when it comes to things that you love or people that you love, um, can't be afraid to lose money. I mean, money is money comes and goes. But if you're afraid to lose people in your life and that is a huge fear and, you're, and it keeps you from doing things with your loved ones or, 
or exploring different things with your loved ones because you're afraid they're going to get hurt. You're afraid something's going to happen to them. Um, obviously, you're not going to be doing anything super dangerous, but uh, if th- that fear is overwhelming you, then we need to ask God to help us perfect that love and we need to give that fear to him the only way to perfect that love is to give the fear that we have to him and he will teach us through his love for us he will teach us to love whatever it is or whoever it is to the best of our ability to where fear is not an option to where it's not hindering that love because as the scripture said there is no fear in love perfect love casteth out fear so when we give those fears to God, whether it comes to someone in our life or a thing in our life, he will help us deal with that and perfect our love for that person. So if we say that we love God and we have fear when it comes to his will in our life, our love is not perfect. True faith in his will and work will cast out fear. Our love for him shows our faith. Jesus said, How can you say you love me if you don't do what I say? We have to do what he says, and that will always require us to push past our comfort zone to ignore any fear or hesitation so we can truly have victory over our fear through our faith. Remember, man has only the control that God gives him. The Almighty places people in power and takes them out. In fact, the devil is only permitted to do what God allows him to do. I mean, look at Job. He had to ask God for permission to touch Job. So we need to fear no man, only God. Jesus said in Luke 12, 4 through 5, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. So after they kill the body, they can't do anything. But I will forewarn you for whom you shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed can send ye to hell ye I say unto you fear him so he's talking here about fearing God you you shouldn't fear man and what man can do to you man has no power over you especially after death God has all the power and this goes back to our reverential fear is it means that we're not really fearing God because he's going to send us to hell or anything like that. We're fearing him because of the power he has in our life and that if we decide to leave him, we lose that power and we lose his conviction. We lose his guidance and we lose who he is in our life when we allow him to help us control our life and to help us walk in the right path in our life. So that's what that scripture is saying is don't fear what man can do or any of these politicians that are trying to write all these laws and take away our freedoms and do things that I've never seen this in America, what we're going through now. We have all these freedoms that are being taken care away from us because of some virus. And I'm not downplaying the virus. It's a real virus and people are dying. But Uh, To have all of our freedoms taken away that we've had taken away, it just doesn't make sense. But have no fear as we go through this because we are going to come through this stronger. And God is going to lead us through this mess that we're walking through. Now, we are all spiritual soldiers. If you are walking with God and you have Him leading your life, you are a spiritual soldier. And like wartime soldiers... They, the ones that allowed fear to overtake them, 
they forgot all the wisdom and all the training that they had learned to fight war effectively. They are rendered useless, despite how intelligent they are or how physically superior they are. If they lose the battle over fear on the battlefield, in the mind, it renders any courage or faith that they had useless. Once their courage was gone, their faith and willpower are gone. So like these wartime soldiers, we are spiritual soldiers on a spiritual battlefield. There is no place for fear in a Holy Ghost-filled child of God. We are useless to God without fear or without faith. We need a faith-filled, fearless heart. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we don't walk by faith. We are sorry, my apologies. We walk by faith but not by sight or emotion because emotions can be so up and down, left and right. We have no clue uh, where we're going sometimes when we're emotional. We can't think rationally. So we don't walk with God based on our emotions and how we're feeling. You know, if that bad things are happening, then, oh, God hates me. You know, I, I, I don't have faith in his word now or what he's saying because all of these things. God, just because we're a child of God doesn't mean that bad things are never going to happen. But it does mean that God will be with us as we walk through those things in our life that may be causing fear or may be causing doubt or faithlessness. You look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were in the fiery furnace. That furnace, okay, they actually turned it up seven times hotter than they normally did. Now, they walked into that furnace with complete faith that you know what god is going to deliver us but if he doesn't i am still going to obey him i am not going to turn my back on him i'm going to have faith that his plan and his will will be accomplished in our lives and what happened in the middle of that fiery furnace they had peace and see we we think that the absence of war and fear and 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 all of these crazy things going on in our life we think the absence of those things is peace it's not the absence of the absence or the actually the the absence of fear is having complete peace as you are going through the trial or the tribulation and as Shadrach Meshach and Abednego through the furnace they had complete absence of fear because of the peace that they had. And that peace was in them because of the God that they served. So we walk by faith, not by sight or emotion. And I believe that we have some people out there that are listening to this right now that God is going to do great things with. And God is going to do greater things through your life, through your ministry, through your family, through your prayers, through your fasting, through your reading the word, through your faith in him. If you do those three things, if you read the word every day and you pray and you lean on God and fasting as well helps, that's denying yourself. And we're going we're to talk about fasting in another message but it's denying yourself food, denying your flesh its desires. 
Those three things will help you overcome fear. I guarantee it. There's nothing. If you read your Bible and pray every day, just read your Bible. If you don't want to fast, fine. If you want to just read your Bible and pray every day, you will overcome whatever fear is overcoming you. Not because of your power, but because of the time that you're investing in God's power. And that comes through prayer and reading his word and fasting. So it is our faith by his power that is going to empower us to accomplish what he has for us. No matter what we're facing, no matter what fear we are facing, we will accomplish it through his word and his power. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this time together. We thank you that you've given us this time to share your word and to talk to whoever's listening about overcoming fear and doing that through faith in your word and what you tell us in your word and building a relationship with you through prayer. The power of prayer is a conversation between you and God. And I pray that you bless all of those that are out there that are praying and that are leaning on you and that are reading your word and even some of those who haven't been I've been there where I haven't been leaning on you as much as I should. Lead them towards you, God, and give them revelation in their life. And we ask this in your name, Lord. We ask you to bless their families, bless the time that they've sacrificed to listen to this message that you've given me. And I thank you for all the work you're doing in my life and all the work that you're doing and those out there that are listening. We love you and we praise you. We ask this in your blessed name, Amen. Thank you.